Hello, hello, hello. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's time for another episode of Good News, Bad News Sports. Oh, I'm so excited. It's been a crazy week. <laughs> it's been crazy. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. The trade deadline is coming up in the NFL. Oh, can't forget it. NBA forget season it. has started. Lots of stuff going on there. NBA? Although, NBA? Yeah, uh, NBA, but we're, that's not our show. So yeah, what is that? Don't even worry about what the <laughs> NBA is. We'll talk about that in the spring when there's no football. Oh, yeah. When there's when our lives are completely devoid of all meaning and purpose and we just kind of sit decrepit. Well, that's when you start playing Dynasty. That's when we football. play Dynasty. That's when the real mind games And start. you know what? Maybe we'll start a Good, Bad, More Dynasty League. That'd be great. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, we could do a, a have 60, the listeners on a 64-man league. 64? You think we have enough people for that? Sure. We could do a 32. That'd be fun. 32 man. Yeah. We could do like a beat. We could do like a DraftKings. Maybe if we get sponsored by DraftKings. Oh my God. That would be insane. We could like do a DraftKings if you're listening. If you're listening, sponsor us. Yeah, we could do like a best lineup. And then if someone a best picks, ball. Like yeah, a best, best ball, ball. And yeah. someone picks a better best ball than us. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about. So let's get into it. Let's start with the news of the week. There's been a, a couple trades there we should has. talk about. Yeah. Um, one a couple days ago, one today. Yeah, one this morning, actually. We, uh, can, we can just jump into that one. Yeah, so Kadarius Tony. He gone. To, to the Chiefs. He's gone. Bye-bye. Uh, he's not on the Giants anymore. And the Chiefs now have another wide receiver in that already crowded wide receiver room. Yeah. This doesn't do much for the Giants, though, because Kadarius Toney wasn't playing. And you have to imagine that if the Chiefs were willing to accept him, then... He's been perfectly healthy this entire time. I think he's just been sitting out and chilling I think they the just bench. didn't want him there, to be honest. Uh, and he's kind of been a problem in the locker room like since he's gone to the Giants. Um, and you say it doesn't do anything for the Giants. I kind of disagree because I think that while it doesn't maybe change the situation on the Giants, it just further confirms what we already know, which is that this team is fully invested in Wandale Robinson. He's, the, <laughs> he's their guy. And I'm, I'm not joking. Like Wandale Robinson is their guy. Their, their former first-round pick, they don't care about anymore. They're trading no. him away. What about Kenny Galladay? Come on. It's Wandale Robinson's show. Former former Lion, Kenny Galladay. Shouts out. I'll talk, I'll talk a bit more about Wandale later this episode. <laughs> um, but I think this is just a great sign for him. Yeah. And his stock is on the rise. You can put some confidence in Wandale. He's the future of the this Giants yeah. uh, wide receiver a, core. We, we've talked about him so much these last like two and three weeks. I feel like we need a Wandale, bud. Wandale. Wandale. Just a bunch of air horns. Just to really drive home. The 5'8 king. <laughs> the greatest 5'8 prospect of all time. Shorter than Steve Smith, as yeah, we confirmed last episode. Yeah, except he's really good at football. And when Steve Smith wasn't? No, not as good as Wandale, the when, greatest 5'8 <laughs> prospect of all time. Not as good as what He's like the Muggsy Bows of balling. He's, yeah. Balling. Um, so that's one of the trades that's happened. Right, right. And for Kadarius Tony stock, it definitely goes up a little bit because oh, this yeah. is a team that's chosen to invest in him. Yeah, you got to be pleased. Um, and he's talented. At the same time, he's not a different player now that he's on the Chiefs. No. I don't know if... He's still your field stretcher, You're, shifty slot guy. You should definitely be more excited about him now that he's on the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, fantasy-wise. But absolutely. I think you should still be very um, careful and temper your expectations because there's a very good chance the exact same thing happens on the Chiefs, uh, which is that he gets injured 
maybe there's like some like issues in the locker room and it just never really pans out. I don't know. I I I want to hope that Kadarius Tony. I think I think he could be really good, but I also yeah. think you have to you have to be reasonable when you're when you're evaluating him. Yeah, in this deal. I think it's just like I'm I'm only rooting for him not because I like the guy. I mean, like obviously someone who causes issues in the locker room. You know, maybe he's a bit of a diva, whatever. But I mean, I just love watching him play. Um, I mean, oh, he's like, a very good football player. He's a very good football player, and I just want to see him get some opportunities. He's like better Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. Shouts out Josh Gordon. The, the thing, the thing I think here is that long term, Kadarius Tony is a very is much more valuable. Like in Dynasty, I love Kadarius Tony now as a value, but in terms of redraft and in terms of this year. I don't know if I trust him carving out a role in the Chiefs offense just because there's already Juju, there's already Kelsey. Like, Byron Pringle. And what we've seen so far this year with <laughs> the Chiefs kidding. is they just throw it to everybody, and you can't trust any one receiver. Right. Except now it feels like Juju is starting to emerge as the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Kelsey, obviously, you can trust every week. Right. But aside from those two, like you can't really trust anyone on this team. And I don't know if Kadarius Ch- Tony really changes that. No, I feel like I don't. I, I mean, like it, it doesn't make anybody less or worse. Anybody that you would be starting, you know, it doesn't. Where it stands right now, it doesn't make anything different. Everybody's still good. You I still think it have just slightly dilutes the wide receiver room. Yeah, just the wide receiver. Well, Juju aside, because I feel like I feel confident enough saying that Juju has some added value. Oh yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Even in after Dynasty the past two, two weeks. Yeah, added dynasty value for Juju. Added added dynasty value for Kadarius Tony. And speaking of added dynasty value, Travis Etienne. Oh yeah, he's got some added dynasty value. Another trade. Uh, that's happened recently is big, James Robinson. Big trade. James Robinson was traded to the Jets. Major implications. After Brees Hall's injury. Oh, baby. Uh, so that's another thing. Brees Hall got injured last week. Oh, yeah. Week. We'll get to that. So <laughs> the guy who is going to have a, an amazing season, unfortunately, it's cut short. Um, it's, it's really sad to see, you know. Especially if you're a running back. Especially for just... a running back. Um, but I have faith Brees Hall is going to be back and just as good next year but right. short term they made an investment in the running back position because that seems like that's all they do is feed the running back in new york uh so james robinson is over there and the biggest riser from this is travis Etienne. 100 percent. you're looking at a juicy i mean let's be real here i mean, we we acknowledge this as soon as travis Etienne got half the snaps once he was getting 50 percent, once he reached that 50 percent carry rate he's like he's like um he's like if deandre swift had the entire backfield is how i would evaluate this situation right now right like you once he finally got a got that like heavy load i think we all just had a big confidence boost in travis a10 and it showed he put up some excellent numbers as soon as he got that he's very efficient very talented i really i'm just gonna pull up his stats here i mean like i believe it was week five he finally got that uh half carry load let's just look this up right here so we're looking at week five he finally got 50 percent of the shares week five 12 points great six uh week six he was still splitting with 10 10 carries each 10 points and then week seven which was last week we finally saw travis Etienne. travis Etienne unlocked mm-hmm. and Unleashed. james robinson had a fat goose egg for that zero week. and i think they they probably knew 
I think they he was also on load. Pre- he was on load management. Uh, James Robinson, like there was some sort of injury he was holding on to. Really? Uh, yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, because even even with Travis Etienne being better, still doesn't really explain why James Robinson isn't involved like to that extent. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, surprised if James Robinson was like frustrated to a degree, because like it wasn't like he wasn't bad by any means. I think they the. The, the Jags were just ready to move on with Travis Etienne. And honestly, I'm quite happy for James Robinson because now he's going to get that load and attention that he deserves. I mean, He's going to be the the first down, second down bruiser in New York. And right. Michael Carter is going to be that third down I passing think he, back. He pairs very well with yeah. Michael Carter. It's like, it's like he's James Robinson is the wonderful smoked Gouda, and Michael Carter is that cracker. Lovely white wine or uh, cracker. Yeah. No, he's too spicy. He's got a little. Michael Carter needs to aerate a little bit. Okay, yeah. Let him let him breathe. Let him decant. Michael Carter was a huge riser right after the Brees Hall injury, and now he's a massive faller again. <laughs> he's a faller. But then again, I also think that <laughs> James Robinson isn't going to take as much work as Brees Hall did. Um, so I think they're both going to be more valuable than they would be um, in their situations beforehand no I, I mean i think michael carter stays the same he just kind of he shot up and then he returned back to earth because you know the only way that michael carter is going to get any more extra value is if i just don't think james robinson is going to command the volume that Brees hall did and i think that's where michael carter might see a slight uptick in usage i don't i wouldn't say so i think that they're the jet i i think the jets just went out and got their guy they saw an opportunity and they pounced on it i think they're just gonna plug and play yeah james, no uh, i i agree but what i'm james saying robinson. is like Brees hall is a great pass catching running back and james robinson isn't on that same level no but michael carter is a good pass catching, which back. is why i think okay, that that's michael fair. carter is gonna see an uptake in usage in yeah. that department okay so maybe maybe i think michael it'll carter. be more of a 1a 1b than it was with Brees hall where it was a one and two right like imagine if aaron jones and aj dylan worked out yeah, which we will also that's kind talk of the, about. That is the situation, except yeah, no, that's a good that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, speaking of which, Aaron Jones had an excellent week. He did when the Packers <laughs> when they lost to the Commanders. Aaron Jones <laughs> looks like the best player on that team right now. Yeah, oh man, especially with except Rashawn Gary, uh, edge player for the Packers. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, but aside from. Him and Aaron Jones, there's like it's a void. Yeah, I mean it and just. Alan Lazard is pretty consistent, but he's gone. But he's gone. Rest in peace. We'll get to that later as well. Uh, yeah, but I think this just goes to show because we're seeing a trend this this year in the fantasy specifically because we have this trend that's been established where it's just really low scoring. It like, is. Yeah, we've had a historically low scoring week. I think the highest score in my fantasy league at home which is where I get a lot of my eye tests from. This is where I get my intuition based off. I've been in a fantasy league with my with my boys back home since forever, and that's usually a good like marker of like what the fantasy state is. And like the highest scoring was like maybe 115, which is outrageous. For ours it was 130. Right, and that's double flex too. Yeah, that's we have an extra flex. That's so in a whole extra player and we've got like right with regu- QB scoring. Right with well. regular de- defense and kicking scoring, I think. Or do we have do we have We don't have regular kicking scoring. Oh no, it's half, but defense is regular? Defense is okay. regular. So that's like, you know, it's outrageous. It's crazy. And so I think what the trend is is that you like your pass catching backs, case in point, Austin Eckler. 
Yummy, yummy. Awesome Eckler. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is averaging, what is it, eight targets a game? Eight targets a game. But which is insane for running back. And he's not even running. He's not even running the ball. He's got he's averaging fifty yards per game on the year. Rushing. Rushing. Which is <laughs> not RB one rushing yards. Right, but he's the running he is the number one running back. Yeah. Even because he's getting wide receiver one. Well, the issue is that this offensive line doesn't allow him to be an efficient runner. No, and I think it's also... It's just check down after check down. Right, and the Chiefs passing game is just abysmal. The and, Chargers? Or sorry, the Chargers. Especially sorry. now that Mike Mike Williams... Is that... Oh. Who, is that well, yeah, he's out. We'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to that later. We have a <laughs> we have a lot to talk about in terms of injury, but... Yeah. Um, it just goes to show the Chiefs passing game is not any good. But it's Chargers. Not a, it's, fuck. Oh my god, I said it again. Chargers passing game is uh, abysmal, but it's still fine if you have Justin Herbert because he's still throwing the ball and he's gonna yeah. get a he's gonna get a throwing touchdown more often than not because yeah, he's gonna do but a check down all Temper your expectations with him a little bit. He's not gonna be on the same level as Patrick Mahomes no. or Josh Allen this he's year. He's not he's just not gonna reach that this year at least which is sad but Joe Burrow on the other hand yeah we can the Bengals like to throw the football they so we got a lot to talk about this week um you want to go into the injury we can do I think we should do starts and sits first starts and sits just because we had I think we we had some feedback and All I right. think we should just get into the starts and sits starts and sits let's go for it good bad more presents this week's fantasy picks Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Heading into week eight, look for some high-scoring games. Dolphins, Lions, Giants, Seahawks, and finally what I think is the most explosive game, Browns and Bengals. But starting with the Lions, I think that my start of the week is going to be DeAndre Swift. And now, before you... Who are they playing? They're playing the, the Dolphins. Okay. Who are ranked 26th in rushing yards allowed. Okay. And I, I think that before, you, before Finn goes on this little tirade and says, Oh, Ryan... Ryan, you only make the safe picks. No, I'm, I wasn't going to say that about DeAndre Swift. You only make the safe picks. I wasn't going to say that. It's so safe. You want a stat pat. No, that's not what I was going to say. Well, I'm not I'm, <laughs> I'm not feeling super confident anymore. I'm not either. That's why I wouldn't say that. I'm for having DeAndre Swift. I'm having a a perfect I'm having a a perfect streak hangover right now. But anyways, DeAndre Swift, he's only projected 11 points on espn.com. But don't let that don't let that fool you. The Dolphins have again one of the worst run defenses in the game. And DeAndre is primed and ready. And personally, I don't think that Dan Campbell would be playing DeAndre Swift if he, if he didn't feel like he was not only 100% healthy, but also if he thought that he wasn't going to get injured. If That's, that makes sense. Uh, that wasn't necessarily true last year. No, because they kind of just, just ran him down. There's a history of that not being true. So you were saying that they've changed in the way they treat it now. I think the, the narrative has been retaken. Okay. With DeAndre Swift. Um, because I just think that Dan Campbell, he realizes that it's still rebu- rebuild mode, and I, I'm just making excuses for the Lions because, gosh darn it, they just still look so they still look so bad. Um, but I think that Dan Campbell is getting his, getting his act together, and I think he feels confident with DeAndre Swift. Starting with my second start, we have Greg Dolchich, tight end for the Denver, Denver Broncos. I like that. Uh, silly little pick here. I think we're, we're getting a little silly. Was Let, he one of my one of my pickups last week? I think he was actually. Yeah, yeah. And he's been doing well. 
He had eight targets last week. Was yeah, that right? he's yeah. looking great. And personally, like London games are never ever really high scoring. I think the highest they scoring were last time. I think the highest scoring London game I believe was sometime in the two thousands, and it only got to like twenty six. So, you know, and obviously with a Broncos defense that's pretty staunch, I think that the Jags and the Broncos are just going to be struggling to get it going. I hope not for fantasy app, uh, implications. Excuse me. But I think that Greg Dolchich is going to be a part of that dink and dunk game plan that they have going on right now because Mike Boone is also injured. So the running game is looking a little silly. Cortland Sutton's been underperforming. Jerry Judy's fine. Uh, but I think Greg Dolchich is going to be picking up the slack here offensively for the Broncos. And I think he's still going to keep his target load. Look for him in the end zone with a healthy, high knee doing Russell Wilson. He's feeling good on the plane. Over to London. So <laughs> high knees in the aisle. High knees in the aisle. KJ Hamler confirmed it. So those are my two starts. Greg Dolchich and DeAndre Swift. I like both of those. Um, I agree. I think you like what you see so far with Dolchich, the confidence in him. He's being targeted a lot. He's a big part of this passing attack. Um, yeah, he's really grown into that role. And I think you definitely got to be conservative with targeting the Broncos passing attack. Mm-hmm. But if they aren't being able to get Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton open, he's the third guy. So and yeah. Javante Williams is gone. Uh, Mike Boone. Mike Boone is gone for this game. Yeah. So there's there's vacancy for Greg Dolchich to fill in underneath. Yeah. He's probably he's 100 percent the safest play. Yeah. For the Broncos' offense. Yeah, and he's my. I'm really proud of having him on my roster. I've been struggling yeah. at tight end the whole year, and I feel like I finally got a guy I can safely start every week. Right, and you've been on it with the tight end pickups. I have. Evan Ingram has been doing solid. It's in, it's an underrated part of a fantasy team. It's just making sure that if you don't draft a tight end high, you, you got to be picking it up. you got to be very persistent, and you got to be paying attention to the tight ends. you got to be vigilant. You have to be vigilant. And I got Gerald Everett in the first couple weeks. He was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, traded him off in a package for Chris Olave. I've just been wheeling and dealing, and Greg Dolchish <laughs> is on my lineup now. I'm happy with that Let's for go, now. Baby. We're feeling, yeah, you should feel pretty good about yourself. Also, I, I'm just, I, I love that Evan Ingram take two weeks ago. It's paying off. It looks good for me right now. Seriously, it's delicious. Um, My starts for this week. Let's hear it. I have three. Oh. Uh, I have Daniel Jones, who I started last week in the place of Josh Allen, so I might be a little bit biased. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he, won me, me. he won me my week, 30 points for me <sighs> in yes, our weird did. QB scoring league. Yes, he did. Um, he's in a soft matchup against the Seahawks, who have looked a little better on defense, yeah. but are still not great, <laughs> especially against running quarterbacks. Yeah, Mike, so, Michael Jackson would disagree with you. So, so Michael Jackson and Kobe Bryant. <laughs> so Daniel, <laughs> Jones, Daniel Jones is... Uh, a safe pick. I think he's going to get a lot of rushing yards against the Seahawks. Yeah, I would agree. With um, that. And the Giants are pretty hot right now. They're on a six and one record. They had, but it's weird because I don't think I'd ever be imagining uh, at the beginning of the season. I would never imagine myself saying that the Seahawks is going to be the Giants. This is a first test. Well, the the Cowboys tested them pretty well, and the they Ravens too. The Ravens too, uh, but. This is a really interesting matchup because these are two teams that nobody expected to be in this position right. at the beginning of the year. And they've like these are the two surprises of the year, I would say, when it, in terms of like 
upsetting expectations. These are the two teams that have done that the most. I would maybe put the Jets instead of the Giants because I, the Giants had a really good draft, but the Jets. I still think the whole narrative of the Giants is that like they were just like a failing organization, right? Um, and a new head coach as but well. the Jets are another big surprise as well. Right. I would say that's but but that's besides the point because the Giants are playing. Uh, I think the the Seahawks are the biggest surprise. I thought that they were going to be the worst team in the NFL, and they are not. They are <laughs> top of the NFC West. Gino far Smith, from it. Geno Smith is playing well. <laughs> far from it. I won't delay. My other start is Wandale Robinson. <laughs> Wandale. And we'll go into this a little bit. He Wandale. had last game. So the game before, two games ago, he had a touchdown and he had four targets, but he was limited. Mm-hmm. Um, so you like that? If you had started him, which I did. Uh, you were very happy with that. This past game, he had eight targets. Oof. Eight targets, but get this. That was only in the first half, and then he got hurt and played the rest of the game but didn't get targeted, and he was on limited limited snaps. So he had eight targets and 50 yards only in the first half, um, and that's on half a game's usage. So he's shown everything that you want to see. Um, How many receptions last game? Eight. I think eight had, for eight. Eight for eight. Um, and don't quote me on that. I'll check right now. I, I can look it up too. I have, but I have my stat pulled up. He's giving you everything you want to see. He went six, six receptions That's on eight targets. Still delicious. Still really good. Yeah, eight um, points. There. I mean, everything we've been saying about him so far is true. He has taken up all the vacant targets in this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, this offense is a lot better than people expected. Um, and not only that, but Kadarius Tony is gone now. They're fully invested in Wandale Robinson <laughs> as their long-term wide receiver. All aboard the Wandale train. I think I think you can confidently start him uh, week to week unless you have a better option. Wow. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, and monitor his injury because he's questionable. He might be on limited reps, but okay, barring. Wait, wait. Well, let's back up here. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you said that you would confidently start. Yeah, through the, every every week through the buys yeah through the buys i would say if you're if you're hurting obviously like if you have someone who like like chris alave at your mm-hmm. flex or someone like even tyler boyd i would probably start over him right now but if you're in need of a wide receiver three to fill in for one of your buys i would say definitely fire him up confidently start him okay yeah all right that might be a stinky take later we'll see well We'll we'll come back to that next week, but we'll see. I just mentioned my third start, and this is a smash start. Start every week, and that is Tyler Boyd. Mm, Tyler Boyd, yummy. Until Jamar Chase is back, you are firing him up every single week. There's so many good signs here. One is that the Bengals have a great schedule against the pass. Right. For wide receivers, the Bengals have one of the best schedules down the line. They're strong. It gets it gets a little tougher for like the championship weeks, which sucks, but. Going down the entire rest of the season, they have a very uh, – there's a lot of teams with weak pass defenses. Yeah. So wide receivers, yeah, you can be happy firing them up. They'll get you there. Like I said, Jamar Chase being out means that he's going to be lining up not just at the slot, but also on the on the side. He's going to be going deep routes. He's going to be moved around a lot more than he usually is. Yeah, and this is also coming off of a career day. Career day, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Eight – for 155 and yards. Another thing is we oh. we know he can do this. We know we can do this. He can have these big games. Like he's done it before. Yeah, and like, he's a capable young he's, man. He's a talented wide receiver. Um, and it it's just <laughs> we need to see a vacant space for him to fill. <laughs> 
And not only all this, all this is great, but the Bengals have started throwing the ball so, so much. much. They've they have in the past few weeks oh, they have a top five uh, pass rate. So they're passing the ball way more than everybody else. Oh yeah. And it's just the perfect scenario for Tyler Boyd. If right. you had him sitting on your bench, now I think as long as Jamar Chase is out, you can be firing him up every single week. Right. I mean, if you want to talk about... And T. I mean, Higgins is almost like a top five wide receiver now. Right now. I mean, he's even healthy. He is healthy. And you, he's a top five? I would say with Jamar Chase out, T. Higgins is a top five guy. Someone dropped a stinky take. No way. <laughs> where, where would you put Jamar Chase? Jamar, no, Jamar Chase is top five, but T. Higgins? Yeah. I think T. Top Higgins is talented five. enough. Yeah. And he's shown it. He's no. shown it. And with this passing volume, I think he can he can hit fourteen targets in a week. No, I think I think he can. I think he's a top five guy, no. and I I don't think that's that crazy. That's atrocious. <laughs> hey, we'll we'll talk about it in uh, in three we weeks. Can, we could get in three weeks. Even in three weeks, even when T Higgins has been healthy, he's just kind of been a disappointment. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I mean, he's good, and I don't see. I mean, he had one really solid week. Two. One against Dallas, one against Miami. Then he was out. He ever since he's been injured, sure he's been good, but he's been nowhere near top five. But you've got to you've got to remember that there are three guys who are getting big pass volume in this offense, right? Three guys, and up until about like last week, they haven't been passing the ball as frequently as they've started doing now. Right, and I, I and I now Jamar that. Chase is out. I know, but I think that the, the Jamar Chase injury, if anything, that makes T Higgins' value go lower. That is insane. I I that swear to God, T Higgins has been thriving because he's been in that wide receiver two spot. He is not that he guy. Is, he is he is the wide receiver one on. Almost every other team in yes, the NFL. Yes, but the wide receiver one means that you're getting the wide receiver one coverage. Like, the the corners are not just covering, oh, I'm covering Jamar Chase. No, I'm covering T. Higgins. Like, I think that he's going to be looking, especially in the three weeks, you're going to be looking at a a new era of T. Higgins because he's just going to go, be bad. I think he's going to be worse. Wow. I think he's going to be worse than what he's been. <laughs> oh, okay. Someone dropped a stinky take. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's well, going to Someone's going to be wrong in, <laughs> in 4 weeks. Someone's going to be wrong. All right, we'll make a little we'll make a little wager on it then. All right, let's just let's just get into the sits. We can we can come back on that. I can start off with my sits. Okay. My this is a this is a big take right here. I'm saying sit every single Chargers receiver. I'm talking Mike Williams. Mike Williams is is not playing and Keenan Allen. Even I would even sit Austin Eckler because they are on a bye. <laughs> are you actually like putting this as one of your? Okay, no, <laughs> no I, just, I just you really stat padding at this point. I'm really stat padding. No, I just want I want to keep every I want to keep the listeners vigilant here. If you haven't set your lineups, we've got the Chiefs and the. Uh, Get the Chiefs and the Chargers on a bye, so don't start them. Don't start them. My, Max Cartman, if you're listening. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Set your lineup, no, please. Keep, keep playing Jameis Winston and Travis Kelsey. I want you to play him against me. Um, No, but my first real sit is Cortland Sutton. For the exact same reason why I would be looking at maybe not sitting T. Higgins, but at a decreased target or as a, as, at a decreased production, sorry, Decreased production because Cortland Sutton is not that guy. He's not the wide receiver one. He can't handle that 
that extra pressure. He just has been getting worse and worse and worse over the last few games. And like his job is to just draw the best coverage because people real recognize that Cortland Sutton is a legitimate like pass catcher, but I just don't think that he has he's made that jump yet as that wide receiver one who can handle the good pressure, who can get around that and get open even when they've got their best guy on them. And the Jags have a fairly okay passing game. I mean, I, I know I just said start uh, Greg Dolchich, but I just don't see Cortland Sutton doing much, really. So if you're looking at looking at playing him in a flex spot or a wide receiver role, I would probably substitute, honestly. if like I, After a pretty big down week, that right. won me my week last week because my opponent had him. Yeah, just like a, it's just been a, he's just been kind of going on a downward downward spiral. I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, second set, David Montgomery, not feeling so hot about the pa- the rushing game of the Bears, unless your name is Justin Fields. Uh, I believe the Bears. <clears throat> if I don't quote me on this, I just triple check. I think they are playing the Cowboys. Yeah, they're playing the Cowboys who just shut down the Lions' rushing attempt with Jamal Williams. I just, ugh, don't play. play so just play anybody else. If he's a flex, if he's a running back, just, I would play anybody else. Okay, um, I've made a, uh, I've made a... Uh, Big blunder. Because I only have one sit, and oh. I, I accidentally just wrote down two more starts <laughs> so i have five starts this you week and five starts and, and one sit oh that's a big that's a big blunder big blunder but i'm giving you guys lots of useful Bruh. information yeah let's just let's just okay let's hear your let's hear your sit and then i want you to rattle off okay the next two my my sit is paris campbell who has had 12 and 13 targets the past two weeks oh he's had a very big target volume uh but i didn't know that yeah it's been surprising um and people might be excited uh, to start him up this week, given the past two weeks. But two uh, data points don't make a trend, and especially not in this scenario because Matt Ryan is no longer the QB. He's no longer with us. Sam Ellinger, Ellinger is the QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't forget, there are three mouths to feed in this passing offense. There's Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, and Paris Campbell. And Naheem Hines. And Naheem Hines. Um, <laughs> not really. And... Is Jonathan Taylor back? Yeah, he is. But Jonathan Taylor's I'm, back. I, if you if you were to see us, I'm gonna do. He's back, and I'm doing back air quotes. Yeah, um, but I still think they're gonna use more of the running game this game than they have the past couple weeks. Um, okay. And I just don't know if you can trust him. No. Uh, with how much the situation is changing, Michael Pittman is still the number one guy in my opinion, and I. I Paris Campbell. I would agree with that. Honestly. Paris Campbell. I just don't think you can confidently start. No. And actually, Michael Pittman is my buy low for this week. He's a good way. buy low. Just, I agree. There's. I mean, you kind of said it best. That's. He's my buy low. He's projected less than ten points for the first time ever this season by Michael Pittman low because Paris Campbell has been getting a heavy share of targets. So yeah, and Alec Pierce is breaking out as well. Absolutely. So like, uh, you know, those yeah. are the guys to look for. Let's hear your, your, my two other starts, your fourth and fifth start. Okay. <laughs> so one's really easy. I'll just tell, say it real quick. It's Raheem Moster. Oh, he's, this is my weekly, my weekly, are they playing the lions? Check. <laughs> you have to start them. Are they running Ouch. back? Are they running back? Check. Ouch. Are they playing the lions? Okay. Check. That's fair. And 
that is the situation Raheem Mostert finds himself in. You've really got to fire him up. That's really funny because actually Raheem Mostert is my sell high really? after this week. Well, he will be. He, he will, will be a sell high. He will. He will be a big sell high. Yeah, you can package him in for another like a big a big guy. And my other start is also a buy low, which is DJ Moore. Oh, and DJ Moore, he's actually in a great situation this week. Falcons are the thirty second rated passing defense wow he's playing the falcons yikes and not only are they the 32nd rated passing defense so they're not very good (laughs) they also lost their best cornerback aj terrell god rest in peace so uh, dj moore (laughs) is the only man left (laughs) the only like good foundational piece left on this offense he's going to be seeing a huge volume he's going to be the he's going to Okay, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard. No, no, no. Chuba Hubbard's gone. He got injured, too. I'm talking Tyler Tremble, baby. <laughs> Tommy Tremble, you mean? Ta- Tommy Tremble. <laughs> Tommy Tremble. Uh, but, yeah, DJ Moore, last man standing, most talented guy on this offense. Yeah. Tommy Tremble probably will have a larger volume, too. But I think you can be excited about DJ Moore the rest of the season. He is, like the most talented player on this team probably yeah, ever since Christian since Christian McCaffrey left and Robbie Anderson isn't there anymore no. either I mean like to begin it wasn't a really high bar but like even if he even <laughs> even if he's not getting the most efficient offense even if they're not on the field very much even if they're bad like he's still going to be seeing like f- so many targets a game cuz they're not going to pass it to anyone no. else Dante Foreman it's just Can he even it's a it's a situation where DJ Moore there might they might he might not score a lot of touchdowns he's gonna see a huge volume yeah so I would say fire him up uh, especially this week those are my two other sits Thank so you, my man. five sits All my right. five starts I mean <sighs> excuse me and with that do you think it's do you think it's time to get into our special segment oh yeah special segment time yeah hold on I think that man, do you do you we will Whoa. We do you feel that. Oh my god. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Finn, I'm scared. It's going on for so long. We will, we will. <laughs> we've got we've got some injuries to talk about. That might be the most intense sound effect I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> for those, for if you if you were paying attention to that sound effect, there's a lot of different sounds in there. There was the Death Troopers from Star Wars were in there. There's some uh, real life war sounds. <laughs> there's obviously the wee woo wee woo. There's an air raid. There's siren. an air raid siren. But that's how it feels in fantasy football right now. We've you gotta you gotta hope it's a cramp. You got. <laughs> You gotta hope it's a cramp. We will, we will. We've got an injury alert. You almost gotta hope it's a cramp. You gotta hope it's a cramp. We've got some, we've got some injuries to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Should I just? I kind of want to start rattling them off. <clears throat> and there might be some that aren't super important for uh, fantasy. They play so. defense, so well, well, there are some that defenders that are important for fantasy, like right. corners. So we'll we'll just rattle off the list. Big names: AJ Terrell. Okay, hamstring. huge. DJ Moore, fire him up. DJ, wait, oh yeah, DJ Moore, fire him up. David Njoku, ankle. Brees Hall, biggest one. ACL, out for the season. Alan Lazar, terrible. Shoulder, Ugh. gone. 
JC how Jack- long? How long is he gone? He's definitely at the next game. I, okay. He's very doubtful. JC Jackson, top corner out of uh, San uh, at Los Angeles, the Chargers. I just keep the Chargers. Yep. Ankle out for the season. Rip. Mike Williams, leg injury. It got contorted. It Ugh. went three ways. Uh, he's going to be out for a little bit. Yeah. DK Metcalf, his patella is injured. Yeah. The, that's the broad side of your knee. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill's out. It's yep. the, it's the, what's what's his name? Malik Willis? Malik Willis it's is the playing? Malik Willis show. Yeah. Are you serious? Well, he's out with an ankle injury. Oh, my God. Amon Ra, he was out this week due to concussion. He's going to be back. It wasn't really diagnosed. Chuba Hubbard, foot, he's going to be out. Mike Boone, ankle, unknown. Corey Davis, ankle. Another huge one that came after Week 7 finished, Jamar Chase, four to six weeks. He's eligible for IR with a hip injury. Antoine Winfield, concussion. J.K. Dobbins, orthopedic knee surgery, four to six weeks. Evan Neal, rookie guard. For the Giants, Giants. yeah, MCL. That, that's just like you're kind of scratching the surface there. And there are a few big ones for fantasy wise. And I think with our our 13 or so minutes left, I think we should just kind of go over the big fantasy implications and how to how to make up. Yeah, because I think I think the biggest loss for fantasy is definitely Brees Hall. Second biggest, Jamar Chase. Yeah, and then third. I mean DK Metcalf because like you he hurt his knee, yeah, and that's, that's something a pretty that's big one. that's pretty big. Like you got to be watching that. So yeah. I say let's just let's just start off with Brees Hall because <sighs> oh, I'm gonna. Well, it's a it's a fluid situation right now because right. of uh, James Robinson. Uh, I mean, if you're the Brees Hall owner, I hope to God that you have James Robinson. I don't think that's the thing. It's just like. To add insult to injury, maybe if you drafted Brees Hall, you also drafted Michael Carter, which is very unlikely. So I'm guessing Brees Hall was probably your fallback guy. Like, I know the guy who had Brees Hall, he kind of got bailed out by him because Brees Hall was looking fantastic. And then, oof, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. And there's nothing. Um, And in his place, Kenneth Walker will reign supreme. <laughs> the other rookie running. If only James could could do something. Yeah, but he is not Kenneth Walker. He's not. They're not. He's not him. Um. So Finn, how would you go about replacing, filling the void that is that is Brees Hall, the Brees Hall sized void that is left on your team if you had him? Wow, that's a that's a tough question. I mean, you're not going to be able to. Uh, basically, like you had an RB one with Brees Hall, mm-hmm. and I hope you had enough waiver fab to put uh some on. Kenneth Walker, if you didn't do that. Maybe Mike Boone. I hope you had some RB depth. I hope you had James Robinson. I pray to God. I pray you had Deonta Foreman or something. Like, there's been some guys that have been, yeah. you've been able to pick up maybe the past you, few weeks. Maybe you had Chupa Hubbard, too. And if, if you missed the sweepstakes on those guys, there's some speculative guys you can you can put on your team. I think Rashad White is a great one. Um, Leonard Fournette is not young anymore. Uh, I think you could see him go down with some I wear could, and tear. I could see him going down. Yeah. Um, and Rashad White has looked good. He's looked like a very um, – the only reason he's not starting is because Leonard Fournette has the team investment. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you need a guy, um, I'm, next week I have both of my starting running backs on by, so I'm probably going to have to start Rashad White. Um, For this week? Next week. Oh, next week. Uh 
if you need a guy, Rashad White, he might be available. You could you could trade for him. You could you could yeah, I, you pr- could probably get him for pretty cheap God. if he's on waivers. Man, this is you so de- pick this him is up. so depressing. It is really depressing. It's like oof. Gus Edwards, you could maybe speculatively pick up Kenyon Drake. Him or Kenyon Drake. Um, those are, those are it's great. kind of it's kind of tough though because you don't know which one of them is going to get the workload any given week. Oh, man. Um, they're also splitting with Justice Hill. And Lamar Jackson might vulture a rushing touchdown as well. Yeah. So those are a couple guys. Uh, Dearness Johnson is a sleeper guy yeah, just because Browns, Kareem, Kareem Hunt, Hunt yeah. is probably going to get traded. Um, I'd say you could be interested in Dearness Johnson as like a speculative ad. Um, could fill in that role. He was pretty good last year. Yeah, no, he was able to fill in that that void. Also looking at Steelers backups. Jalen Warren is the guy. Jalen Warren, I think he, he just – it's a grim situation if you had Brees Hall. I think you – best case scenario, you have a guy that you can – he's like a major piece and you can trade for maybe. Maybe if you have like a Christian McCaffrey, trade him for two running backs. Yeah, I would – I think Christian McCaffrey is potentially a sell high. You could um, sell high on a lot of guys, but it's it's um pretty pretty desolate. Yeah. TBH. There are some wider there are some running backs you can get on the cheap right now. I think Miles Sanders is relatively cheap for his production. Still, he's still relatively cheap. For some reason, uh people hate Miles Sanders. He's the RB fourteen on the season. After the bye, too. After the bye, he's the RB fourteen on the season, and for some reason people just hate don't, Miles Sanders. They just don't like Miles Sanders. It's so ridiculous. Target him, maybe? Target him, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson. Kareem Hunt might find himself in a better situation. Yeah, he could go to like the Dolphins. The Dolphins would be good. Um, the Chiefs. He could go back. He could go back to the Chiefs. Go home. Um, I think there's some other teams. Uh, just you got to be vigilant on the waivers. Basically, you just gotta maybe if you can trade a a guy for some fab, um, someone off your bench. Just like trade for some fab. Maybe just like. Patrol those waivers because last week you could have last year you could have won with Rex Burkhead. Right. You know you could have won with Amon Ross St. Brown. Be a waiver hawk. You got to be the hawk. It's uh, my hawk noise. And even though you lost Brees Hall, you still haven't lost the year. Yeah, he's gotten you some wins up to this point. So, but take some time to hug a loved one. Hug a loved one. Make sure they don't tear their ACL. <laughs> Do some stretches. <laughs> Do some stretches. Yeah. Uh, next up, Jamar Chase. We kind of talked about that mm. already, but Jamar Chase is a first a first round pick, yeah, which is also arguably even worse than having like a guy like Brees Hall go down. Like he was drafted first round, probably ninety percent of In the every, drafts. Yeah. Um, so what do you do? You play Tyler Boyd. What if you don't have Tyler Boyd? Uh, I think wide receiver is a little bit easier to pick up off of the waiver wire than um, running back. Running back is a tough position to refill. But wide receiver, I think there's always going to be a guy any given week that you can find. Maybe uh, like a Wandale If Wandale is still available, if Wandale is still available in your league, you need him now. Yeah. DJ before. Moore. You can DJ Moore, you can for. get low. Um, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. There's other guys. Alec Pierce should be rostered by now. Um, man, uh, deep sleeper, David Bell who is a wide receiver for the Browns. He has not been very good so far this year, but he is due to have Deshaun Watson, uh, who, I, who I might add I do not support. 
Uh, no, we do not support Deshaun Watson. Uh, in any way, I'm not a Browns fan. Uh, but from an objective fantasy analysis standpoint, uh, the passing game will probably improve when Deshaun Watson returns. Um, and David Bell could see some sort of breakout potential there if you really mm-hmm. need a deep sleeper. Um, other guys like that, Kadarius Tony, he's available. Donovan Peoples-Jones. DPJ, yeah. He's more of a field stretcher, but he could. He could be good. Um, yeah, a wide receiver is a lot easier to refill. Marquise Goodwin. There's a lot of rookie wide receivers that could still see like an increased role, like maybe uh, Sky Moore. Sky Moore could break out. Romeo um, Dobbs can get better at football. Romeo Dobbs is probably a buy low, but also I don't know. Um, who's the guy on the Titans? I forget his name. He's out. No, but he could. He, he's coming back is what I'm saying. Oh, right. Oh, shoot. Um, the guy who replaced A.J. Brown on the Titans uh, is a potential end-of-season breakout candidate. I'm going to look it up because it's really irking me. Yeah. Uh Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, that's yeah. him. So, I mean, wide receiver is a little bit easier to replace. Replace. Yeah, just like so, like when you, if I were to name DK Metcalf, if DK Metcalf is out, yeah, or Alan Lazard. Well, you, a lot of the guys I've mentioned already, um, Marquise Goodwin is worth a look at just because DK Metcalf is out. Yeah, there's I, some added targets I that like could go. Marquise around. Goodwin, he had a really great game, and I don't think that it was necessarily a fluke in terms of like yes it was kind of like a by chance because DK Metcalf went out but I think Marquise Goodwin went out there and proved that he's still a very valuable he's still a talented wide receiver yeah he's still a valuable asset on the field you can't be upset about that uh but it's just it's just sad it's tough (laughs) it's just tough it's tough yeah they're really chatting it up outside they are. I don't know if you guys can hear this. They can probably hear us talking. I know. Um, hey. So, especially if I turn up the speaker like this. Oh, yeah. Now now we are audible everywhere. Now people outside can hear us. Yeah. Chairman Radio can help us. Hey, if you can hear us. <laughs> Be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. We're trying to grieve here. All right? <laughs> Grief is in session. I think I think they actually heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Oh, shit, man. Ryan Tannehill's out. It's not like you were starting him, but I think another big wide receiver replacement for those guys, if you had Mike Williams, he's out. Josh Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer could be. Uh, yeah, actually, Josh Palmer could be really good, especially yeah. um, especially with Keenan Allen. On load management. Oh, my God. What if, if Keenan Allen, if he's not healthy after the bye, Josh Palmer is going to be the wide receiver one. Yeah. Isn't that wild? What is happening? It's a it's an interesting fantasy landscape this year. Boy, this is just I can't wait for next season when we I can think just look back. Potentially, and don't don't quote me on this, but you could potentially buy low on Brandon Cooks and he gets traded to the Chargers. To the Chargers, to any to the Packers. Ooh. There's a bunch of teams right now that are in mm. need of wide receivers and I think Brandon Cooks could potentially get traded um, the Texans might decide they just need to rebuild. They need more picks. Yeah. And Brandon Cooks is an older guy, still very talented wide receiver, could yeah. command a second-round, third-round pick. Um, yeah, he's fourth, probably. Fourth, third. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he could uh, definitely be on a, nif- a different team by the end of the trade deadline. Um, I hope he is because he's on my team. 
Right. Uh, oh yeah, I think it could be could be great. So he could be uh, if you really are in need of a wide receiver that could potentially break out. Maybe you need to add some more variance to your team. Brandon Cooks is definitely someone you want to look at. Who so far this year has completely disappointed. Um, yeah, he's been pretty. It's been and not so good. if Brandon Cooks leaves, then I think you should look at Nico Collins. On the Texans on as the, well. On the Texans, because now he'd be the number one guy. And he's shown that he's, like, pretty talented. Like, he can do no, it. He's a good he's a good receiver. So I think Nico Collins, if Brandon Cooks leaves, is a huge buy target. Um, but, yeah, I think that um, those are – that's a that's a pretty good list of guys that you can look at. Yeah, I think any anybody off of that. I feel like we should just make, like, a, 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 a list. Ri- a written list. Just we'll make a, post on the Instagram. We'll put it on the Instagram, yeah. Just, like, players that you could help – yourself pick uh, up the pieces good <laughs> bad sports on instagram yes follow us on instagram good bad sports we've been getting some good spotify we'll post some more info on instagram some infographics maybe yeah you're the stats guy man what the hell i'll do that i'll post some infographics all those beautiful google sheets are just wasting away <laughs> yeah you, you're being I'm the google, selfish i'm the, the sheets guru the sheets guru okay well, we're we're out of time now. Yeah, our fifty minutes is up. Kind of an like a sad note to end on. But we've covered a lot of information for you, giving you a lot of potential guys that you can look at to put in your roster, put in your starting lineup, help you pick up the pieces. Yeah, and we've given you the facts. You do with them what you will. Yeah, we've given you the good and the bad, and the sports and the boring. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this has been. Good, bad, more sports. Stay tuned for all you radio listeners. We've got, of course, the incomparable same wavelength radio. I said it correctly this this time. Yeah. Stay tuned. They go on at 11. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Ryan, the permanent guest. And Finn is fine. Presenting you good, bad, more sports, taking your fantasy team to next levels. We'll see you later. Signing off. See ya.